Welcome to episode number 123 of the Tower Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. We got some stuff, man. Let's let's get into some news for these people. Let's rock the news. Towelites, first things up, Marvel. Uh, last weekend, Black Panther won at the Oscars. Won for Score, uh, which was great, by Ludwig Gornson. And then, what was it, costume design, I want to say? Yes. Yep. And something else, but... Was it? There's three of them. There was three of them? Yeah. Oh, okay. Best original well, score, best costume design, and best production design. Okay. Yeah. I mean, come on. Those costumes were insane. Everything in, in uh, Africa with everybody on the waterfalls and all that stuff. I mean, like that was out of control. Um, so good for them. Um, also, in Oscar Marvel news, the Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse won for best uh, animated movie. Um, and it came out this week, uh, which is pretty cool. And it's still in theaters, uh, making money. And actually, it's not written down, but Chris Miller and Phil Lord did say that they're going to re-release it in IMAX um, soon, very soon. Because they're like, 3D? see it as yeah, see it as big as you can. Which I will see because I did not get to see that movie in 3D, and that was yeah. the one thing I wanted. I don't know if it even came out in IMAX because I don't I. Feel like I would have seen it in IMAX. So, and I saw it opening night. I can't remember. But anywho, it's coming out. Um, if you did buy the Blu-ray, sorry, the digital release, uh, the Blu-ray comes out. I think like on the nineteenth of March. Um, there's an alternate unit, alternate universe mode. Tell us about that one because you read up on it. Yeah, so it's um, it's a supercut, not a supercut, but an extra cut of the movie uh, that kind of weaves in the deleted scenes. Uh, and also an alternate ending. Uh, so it just, it, it just kind of fleshes out some more of the characters, adds some more elements to the movie, and gives you the original ending that uh, was, you know, was replaced by final production. So that's cool. Um, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> you can't beat that. No. If you guys haven't seen it, buy it. Uh, watch the extras, especially the Easter egg segment, just showing you all the little things that they put in there, which I was like blown away by. Um, one thing that they didn't do, which I don't know if I'm angry about or whatever, there is one small segment with Brian Michael Bendis, like as part of a bigger segment. Like they didn't even focus on him too much, but it would have been nice to talk to him. And uh, I think it's uh, Sarah Puccelli. I can't remember, but anyways, the artist for Miles Morales. It just would have been nice if they just literally talked to them. <laughs> that that kind of stuff is definitely frustrating. Um, I mean, it's it's not it's not recognizing where the characters came from, not really giving them the proper, you know, uh, enough respect for what they created. You know, so Bendis did a huge amount of work over at Marvel, huge. Yeah, it's like, it was- because he's not there anymore. You know, I I don't know what the deal is because he's still doing Marvel stuff. You know, he's behind- he's on it. Like it's not like they don't acknowledge him mm-hmm. but it was weird like i expected a full even if it was a few minutes like this is why i created the character this is how it worked into marvel this is you know i, I don't know if it's the only thing i can say now that i'm thinking about it is that because marvel owns the comics which is owned by disney they can't say it on this sony movie that's the only reason now that i'm saying it out loud that they couldn't do it 
Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. All of us, it's very frustrating, all of it, because it just, it's like you can't play in my sandbox. Um, yeah. Because I, like, why isn't there a page to screen feature at? I don't care if it's three minutes. You know, it's like, where, where did Miles Morales come? You know what I mean? That's what people should, should well, be yeah, educated like, on. There's an artist segment where they show this artist drawing Miles and drawing Spider Gwen. But it's like, well, why don't you actually show the artist of the comics doing it, not the movie artist? <laughs> like, that would have been a better, for me. Yeah, cool. or bo- both. Or both. Because, right. you know, I, I'd love to see what they're, what they're developing for the movie, because yeah. the movie is important. But, yeah, you're right. It's like, do a little transition where they're like, oh, here's us drawing, you know, here's them drawing the original Miles Morales in the comics. And we flash over to how they're redrawing him now for this movie. So it's just like, you're probably right. It probably is like... Can't play with my toys. Yep. Yep. Um, All right. Rotten Tomatoes is reconsidering their audience score system because of people already going in and saying uh, Captain Marvel is a bad movie, even though it hasn't been officially released. (laughs) We didn't talk about it on, but also they've already been saying we're going to boycott episode uh, nine. It's, It's just, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes is the flawed system. If you use that, as your barometer for going to see a movie or not, you're already part of the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. You should have your own movie barometer for any, any pop culture thing. Now these days, I mean, it's so much, uh, there's so much stuff out there and you can't let these, these trolls and these fake accounts ruin things for you. I mean, it's like, it's just, a, it's a plague now. And it's like something that you can just ignore because in the long run, who cares? Uh, and go form your own uh, opinion on a movie, and don't let you know. It's you know it, we all know what that pe- you're gonna go pay for Car- Captain Marvel. You're gonna go see the movie anyhow. You know you're already destined to see this. I forgot it's coming out next week. I was like, holy crap! Yep. <laughs> I gotta go buy tickets. I just looked uh, at my schedule for next week, and I was like, oh, oh, I already own. I already sorry, I already got my tickets yeah. ready. But yeah, I, I forgot about that as well. Let's say, thir- yeah, once I get my schedule today, yeah. it's on, it's on. I got a date with Brie Larson and my, my wife is coming too. Sure. That would be a perfect <laughs> scenario for you. Um, Kevin Feige announced that there's no announcements coming until after Avengers and Spider-Man far from home come out. So we, for the first time in a long time, do not have any, movies that we know of in active development as in right now no movies are shooting for marvel even if even if black widow and eternals and we're going to talk about that are coming out in 2022 21 because if we're in 19 nothing shooting in 19 nothing (laughs) so that means you would have to start shooting at the end of this year in order to even put out a movie next year but right now, we don't know of anything coming out. Correct. Uh, that's that's a that's a good assessment. Uh, there's nothing announced for next year, right? For Marvel. Correct. That's odd. Um, we're gonna go a year without Marvel movies, perhaps. We'll see. Uh, it kind of might tie into how this Disney Fox merger is not complete yet. Uh, you know, it finalizes. They're saying now in March, so they're finally passed the final hurdles. That's what I read. But that's moved up from May, man. We talked about it coming up. I know. In so, May. In May. So yeah. the good thing about this is now it's March. So now if they do finalize this, I mean, I'm sure this, like, they don't want to move into this next phase without that, I would 
I would assume. I would think you're right too. And it's like you're going to basically bring in a whole slew of new stuff, and it's going to change everything. So you might as well you announce these these odd these odd one off movies that could tie into the overall thing if they wanted to. Uh, but we are going to talk about how DC is going to go into this individual movie idea uh, philosophy. But the good thing about Marvel is it's all connected, apparently. But sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, we'll see how that really is because Eternals is such a big thing. And like uh, the next point is, is that they're saying it could span tens of thousands of years of the story. So you're looking at something that will be kind of like an overarching thing that ties yeah. everything together, gives them gives that whole universe kind of just uh, a more of a cosmic uh, uh, it's going to expand it more because now we've got Thanos. We've been kind of working on that cosmic side of things. This is going to take it farther. Well, Chang Chi is going to take it in kind of like a in a different direction as well. So, I what's been announced so far uh, definitely does not match up together uh, to kind of make a comprehensive thing that they that they did over the last ten years. So, it looks we'll have to wait and see. Yep. Um, and then finally, in Marvel news, we got our first or sorry, our second trailer for uh, X Men Dark Phoenix. Um, what did you did you watch it? What did you think? I. I watched the clip last night uh, with when uh, what's her name Jessica Chanson. Uh, she was on Fallon, so they sh- okay. they, didn't sh- they didn't show the full trailer on there. They showed a clip from it, and then I watched the trailer this morning, and I I guess it's better than the last trailer. I guess. Yeah, that's it. It's slightly better than the last trailer. Some of the action shots with Storm and Beast uh, were cool, and even Jean, but. Overall, it's a who cares? I mean, really, they're they're at the mercy of of Disney owning these characters, and if you're a, a sweaty fan like we are, we don't care. If you're a casual X Men fan, maybe you'll go to the maybe you'll go to the movie and you'll go, oh, it's another X Men movie. I'll give them some money to to justify that it got made. But overall, it doesn't matter, and I don't care. No, um, I. I don't even go to the theater for these movies anymore, to be honest with you. I, I don't, I can't, unless I'm going to go on like a $5 Tuesday, which most of the time that's what these movies fall under. But I, I just await what we just talked about. You know, it's, it's, it's over for this franchise. Um, maybe they'll save some elements from it. Maybe they won't, but I'm ready for Marvel MCU. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah. whatever you want to do with that, let's, let's get moving. <laughs> I agree. All right, let's jump across the pond to DC. Uh, first things first, Will Smith will not be a part of the Suicide Squad uh, movie from James Gunn. Um, that just ties into the rumor that they'd be taking some characters, probably just Harley, um, and bringing her over, and everything else is probably going to be new. Uh, to be honest with you, I read about this, and it's very simple. It has to do with his schedule. There's no drama. There's no. There's nothing pl- there, because they they have to use Deadshot regardless. Deadshot is Suicide Squad. He's the right. center. Um, so this whole thing with Will Smith is just there's nothing. It's just he can't do it, unfortunately. So okay, so it's not the character. It's the it's the Smith. Yeah, it's just his. He's a busy man. I mean, it makes sense. They're literally shooting Bad Boys 3 right now. Like, that started last Monday. So, okay. 
then yeah. you know I I like Will Smith. I always have, probably always will. Um, I did like him in the movie, even yeah. though the movie, you know, whatever. But uh, well, that's a shame. They got to have to recast, but not the end of the world. We'll see. James Gunn, I trust James Gunn. So, uh, Ezra Miller thinks that the Flash movie is still happening. Uh, could be part of a speedster multiverse. Um, I'm gonna. I, I want you to comment on that because it's gonna go directly into the next topic. Because yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that. What I'm in. Think? I'm in the camp that um, they should get rid of Ezra Miller Flash and yeah. just uh, do like a Wally West Flash. To be honest, we get rid of Barry Allen. Do something different. Um, do something totally different. Uh, just get rid of this idea that Barry Allen is is the Flash because he wasn't for twenty years. Uh, kind of move aside. This. Uh, go ahead. I'll finish here. Well, the only thing I was going to say to counter argument that is their Barry Allen is Wally West right now. He's a younger Flash. He's not a CSI. He's just a a kid. You right. know what I mean? So, I mean, at this point, the name doesn't really matter for how much he's been as part of these movies. Yeah. So I think, you know, like I said, I, I think to counter argument, it doesn't matter who he is. You know, and I, and it's not like I dislike Ezra Miller. So you're right. Whatever. Um, as long as you're going to give us something fresh. Because right. I'm sorry, I can watch The Flash on TV and not have to watch a Flash movie if, I, if you don't do it right. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, I think that's where we're at. And I think that's a good point where we're at uh, with DC because it's like, I would love to have a Flash movie, but if you're not going to make it like epic, it makes sense in this whole this whole idea of uh, rebuilding your, your cinematic universe, then don't keep trying to push it until you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, to dovetail off of that, where the, uh, the head of DC there said DC movies um, that the movie is going to concentrate on individual characters. They're not as concerned about it uh, tying into everything, um, which is an approach we all think should have happened from the beginning and justice league. They was kind of a shot first, but he also did mention that, um, you know, they really want to get the big two correct again as well with Batman and Superman. They do want to bring those characters back, but they want to do it right. So they said with Aquaman, um, they did a good thing and they just want to keep that going with the future with the Joker and Gotham or, uh, uh, Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman, you know, they don't have to tie into the to the greater mythos. Shazam. Um, so, you know, if if I'll see a Flash movie, I'm not going to yeah. not see a Flash movie. Um, but we'll see. It's just been a really long time coming with everything that they're doing. And uh, Aquaman was definitely a ray of sunshine. <laughs> I hope they can continue with. And Shazam looks great. Shazam looks. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that movie. So it's a lot of good stuff coming up. So speaking of Aquaman, uh the digital release is actually due out next Tuesday. Um and then Aquaman two is set for a twelve sixteen twenty twenty two twenty two release. Uh so we're a few years away. That seems a lot. Three years? It does, doesn't it? Oh. Um, 
sure I that's thought... the right 2022? Yeah, yeah, it was announced Shit. yesterday. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, they whatever the data, whatever their decision is on this, it's they have a lot of confidence um, that they'll keep battling Disney at, at the holidays. So we'll see what happens when Aquaman goes up against probably Ryan Johnson's first movie. Yeah, to be honest with you. Well, uh, Benny Offen Weiss's first movie, not which his. which one? The Game of Thrones guys. Oh, really? yes. I think that's that? coming out before Ryan Johnson. Yeah, probably. Well, who knows? Who knows? We'll find out in April. April knows, right? yes. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. April. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> Anywho, so, so excited! It's coming. It's, it's an exciting. The real, the real news is coming. Uh, Titan season two has cast Joshua Orpin as Connor Kent. Um, spoiler: If you haven't watched uh, Titans, <laughs> and if you haven't, you need to. Uh, I know it's kind of hard at this point, but uh, it's 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 got to be hitting a like a disc release release at some point soon, right? They were I don't smart. Know. They haven't they haven't announced it. One thing is, is like it's weird that so apparently I did do a little bit of digging into how it was doing um, on Netflix overseas because you cannot get it in america or canada it's doing very well Mm. uh so i don't know why they're not in america i don't know why there wasn't a simultaneous release i don't understand that but um wait what's your question you don't understand why it wasn't simultaneously released on netflix no it's in netflix yes across the seas why wasn't it released on netflix in america at the same time because on Netflix, not on DC Universe. Because DC Universe is only available here in 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 the United States right now. It's not an international uh, service. So DC said, gotcha. "Let's do some fan service," and this is the only way we can do it is by hooking up with Netflix International. And that's right. why it's not on our Netflix. Because why would you pay for DC Universe? Yeah, if you could watch it on Netflix yep. or whatever um, that you already have. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. Um, um, so okay. just to kind of uh, talk about that for a second, uh, the service is seeing good, uh, you know, good return actually right now since the premiere of Doom, Doom Patrol. A lot of rumors that it wasn't doing well. Uh, I guess those are just rumors because now it's coming out that uh, it's it's with these additional comics being added, uh, the these original programming uh, being delivered as promised and exceeding expectations the service has been deemed successful so far awesome awesome mm-hmm. good so what uh so we wanted to hear all right in cw world uh batwoman creator has confirmed that they are unable to bring batman to the Arrowverse. but what is this as close as they can what does that mean let me read it to you uh the problem with this According to a report from the rep, Batwoman will see the Arrowverse get as close as it possibly can to Batman without ever physically introducing him. Apparently, even though the franchise's roster of DC characters is expanding with Gotham-based faces thanks to Batwoman, Bruce Wayne himself remains off-limits for the foreseeable future as far as the CW is concerned. Hmm. It's a post-Batman Gotham City. Right. right. What is it like after the heroes leave? So that's... That's it. So that's just um, it. He's not there, so we're not going to see him. Correct. It, you know, it's just like, I don't know how this all works, because, you know, they're doing Gotham. Uh, for, like, another couple of weeks. 
yeah, like he's showing up on there. Uh, he shows up, you know, on, on Titans, which is fully DC controlled. So that makes sense, uh, which was one of the best things we've ever seen on TV. Uh, but who knows? I mean, why why muddy the waters when you're trying to make Batwoman a very pop, like more of a popular character, get her out there on the mainstream more? Why would you want to just weight it down with Batman? Eventually, maybe, but let her kind of shine on her own. Right. She's a good character. Well, we'll see. Uh, she she wasn't. She's a in cool the, character in the comics. Yes. In the comics, yes. I'm saying she's a cool character. Okay. We'll see how it works on screen. Right. She looks great, but we'll see how it works. Um. Okay. And then finally, it's possible that Constantine reboot is in the works. That would include Matt Ryan uh, as part of the CW. Um, or no, sorry, as part of DC streaming service. Hmm. Yeah. So, what do you think about this? I'll take it. I don't. It's just weird. Um, you wanted to say that nobody else is going to do a better job than Matt Ryan as Constantine. Okay, that's fine. I agree. That's that's fine with me. Uh, how do you treat it? You treat it like a multiverse, I guess. I and just concentrate on the individual characters, or eventually, are you going to kind of just say? We can connect these things because it is Berlanti anyhow. Um, and just, you know, give people what they want. Who knows? It's whatever it is. If this happens, awesome. Because then we're setting ourselves up for maybe like a Justice League Dark show or, you know, could they take Matt Ryan and put him into a Justice League Dark movie? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Well, if you got Swamp Thing and you got him, we got the beginnings. Exactly. You can do a made for DC Universe movie, you know. Right. Crazy. Because you can get the production money for that. Good. That'd be gross. That would be the best, actually. So But what you uh, just said, I didn't even think about is the fact that they are doing a Swamp Thing show, so they could yeah. easily bring in Constantine and, and spin out of there. So why not? Why not? That's what I'm saying, man. Uh why don't you take on the next piece of news? Yeah. So we got some comic news. Uh IDW. Two things today. Uh, the Transformers Ghostbuster crossover is set for June. And as we discussed, uh, I believe, in our Toy Fair episode, uh, the Energon Transformer that was, uh, that is Ectotron. 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 Yes, sorry. Ectotron. Um, he is currently up and back, back in pre order, down. Who knows? At this The other day he was available again. So if you guys want it, it's 40 bucks from Hasbro Pulse. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be released anywhere else or if this is just an exclusive on the site or, you know, with future releases down the road. But uh, this Transformer slash uh, new member of the Ghostbusting team is featured in the comic. It was actually blacked out for a while uh, so we wouldn't get spoiled. And then that's, this is what we got on our press release was that segment with the four Ghostbusters riding on top of the Transformer. Ectotron. Um, so yeah, get ready for that crossover in June. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Okay. And for the first time ever, Yusaku Jimbo is coming over to IDW, uh, with original creator Stan Sakai. And that's how you say his name. Um, yeah. and this is cool. Uh, where has it been? Dark Horse? Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Yeah. Or somewhere in obscurity. Uh, now he can come over and do some crossovers to the turtles, like he should. Yeah, I think this is a 
didn't even think about it, you know? Like, this is like a no-brainer. Like, the comic has been going on since 1984 over at Dark Horse. Yeah. So. It's been alive and well. <laughs> yeah, it Forever. has been. It's, I mean, that's huge. A samurai so. rabbit. Uh, you can't. I. Uh, it was funny because I remember when when that character became, you know, showed up on the animated series back in the day when we were kids. And it was just like, and I had the toy and, and all yeah. this. And you just, as you grow up and you kind of just move into this culture, there's so much, like, it's it's strangely connected to other things. And it's just like, wow. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What they try to introduce to you as a kid. And now it's like, it's just saturated. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, and then uh, final news in comic uh, on our side today. Uh, DC. Uh, Walmart's going to lose the exclusivity of their giant size. I don't even know what to call them. Their books. Uh, where every month they're being put out a new title, whether it's Teen Titans or Batman or Superman or Wonder Woman, all these different ones with an original story with a cool creative team that usually doesn't work on the, uh, on the comic on the regular runs. Uh, and then also releasing some reprints in the back. So it, it gives you a hundred pages of comics. It was coming at like five bucks at Walmart only. I could never find it at my Walmart. So I was always kind of disappointed. I couldn't even get the yeah. first issues of each, you know, but now, uh, exclusivity has ended, and uh, I believe it's going to local comic shops as well. Yeah, it's kind of strange deal. I don't. It, how long did that even last for? Six months, maybe a year, months? maybe I mean, yeah, maybe a year. But Walmart will still carry them. Yeah, because like we discussed, the DC collectibles deal with Walmart is happening. That's that's yeah. live. That's new. So I don't feel like they're stopping their partnership. I just feel that maybe the books have been so popular that why not expand? Like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was my question. I said, why is it so hard for me to get my hands on one that I really want? I want to read this, this Bendis Batman story. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, why, why does it have to be this difficult? Will they collect these eventually? So I can buy it in, in a hardcover form or yeah. yeah. I mean, or Hey, I just, to get your comics out there, expand it so that everybody can get this $5 book and you can read the old back issues. Um, because DC, I think will eventually. I think we're getting to the point where they'll get more aligned with new releases on the on the service. Uh, and I the small discussion that I had the other day in the investing comic book group on Facebook was that will comic book as a physical medium exist in the future? A hundred percent. It will, but how much will it exist? Because you already see companies like this is a whole podcast on its own, but DC's <laughs> like DC's like we're going to scale back. There's a rumor that they're only going to have 23 titles, you know, and, and not doing two books a month and stuff like that. So that's like, and like I looked at the Marvel solicitations for May. It's a mess. War Realms. It's like how do you how do you buy a thousand comic books in a month? You can't justify that. It's it's ridiculous. So, um. I think that it's going to have to evolve in a way. That's that's my bottom line. And things I like will, this will become more popular. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you because, like you said, it's another podcast. And I'm not. I don't disagree, but I just it's a whole other podcast. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think this is a good point too. Uh, take a quick break. The other bug is she's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over twenty points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. 
Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Right, second. We are back after those amazing commercials. First Ooh. things first in TV news. His Dark Materials got a trailer... Uh, for the BBC adaptation of Philip Pullman's novels. Did you get to watch it? No. Okay. I did. <laughs> I'm not really familiar with the source material for this as much. Oh, yeah. I know. See, there's, there's, there's still new things for me to see, which is the beauty of all this. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite book series of all time. Uh, the trailer... It, go check it out if you're interested. It's really just a character introduction. It doesn't really give you any idea of what the show is about. Uh, so exciting for me and fans of the books, maybe for you. Uh, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> so all I know is I'm glad that the show's coming. It's in partnership with HBO and BBC. Uh, so right now we don't have a release date, but it's expected to be airing uh, after Game of Thrones to fill in that spot. So, cool. moving on. Uh, Hulu is going to lower its price. Uh, most of you probably will already see it in effect uh, today. Um, they went down to five ninety nine for their basic service that includes uh, ads. So, really cutting in on the competition after Netflix just recently raised their prices. Um, and... To be in a competitive market where we're going to talk about a Warner Brothers streaming service comes out this year, an NBC streaming service this year, and then, of course, Disney Plus's streaming service. So uh, Hulu's trying to really dig their heels in, it seems. Good luck. Right. Hulu's got, Hulu has a, a good little corner in this whole industry, though, <clears throat> being able to play the, the TV shows from, you know, the day before. So that's kind of an, uh, something that they have going for them. And I think that's a really good price, you know, at, to be able to do that. It's a cable cutting. It's yeah. nothing. You, I mean, if you can just wait a day to watch most of your shows, yes, yeah. <laughs> that easy. It's, it's really crazy. So, um, and Hulu has live sports as I've seen on the, uh, the, the latest commercials. As they say, yeah, that's where you get screwed. Uh, that price went up. Yeah, yeah, but I, it's still got to be cheaper than paying for cable. Legendary, the uh, studio behind 
Pacific Rim and Godzilla, they're set to produce a Land of Oz series based off of the books. What's your thoughts on this? You like Wizard of Oz, Chris? Uh, yeah, sure. I like the Wizard of Oz. I would love to see if, you know, they've tried and they've tried to make these other universes. Um, what was that? There was a show not on too long ago that tried to be dark and, and different and... And there was a show before that. There was a miniseries that tried to be different and do a different story. So there's always these iterations of the Wizard of Oz that, you know, I I I've sat down, I've 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 turned them on, and then I uh, I never go back to them or finish them because I just I can't get into it uh, or they get canceled. So I, to be honest with you, I good luck. Yeah, good luck. I would love to see something weird and different because I, I think there's a lot of sandbox to play around with the, the, the Oz universe, but <clears throat> we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thoughts too. We'll see. Um, the lost boys over on the CW picks up the director, uh, Catherine Hardwick, uh, best known for twilight. I, I was hoping that, that, that word would never be used in conjunction with this TV show with vampires. Ever again, um, it's fine. I I get it. I it's going to have to be an angsty teen thing, anyhow. To be honest with you, and I I don't care who directs it as long as they're going to make real vampires. Yeah, you know, I like Catherine Hardwick's movies actually, with the exception of Twilight. But even still, it's directed well, despite the yeah. source material. Um, and I, I like that some of these Hollywood directors are going to television and showing off their skills there. So, uh, it doesn't make me think that the show is going to be good, um, <laughs> but yeah, she'll be there. Uh, in addition, we've got a casting of Teen Wolf's Tyler Posey and Keel Sanchez, who will be playing Michael and Lucy Emerson. Uh, so we don't know who Edward and... Oh, wait, that's Twilight. I don't know. <laughs> Stop! Stop! Stop it! This is my nightmare already happening. Um, yeah, we don't know who David is. We don't know... Uh, we don't know... <laughs> we don't know who who uh, Bill is. Brothers are you know, the there. Frog Brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't... We're, gonna, we're just going to move on here. Will there be werewolves? <laughs> you know, in it... Yeah. Once that happens, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm whatever. Uh, the CW has been making decent shows for a while now, so yep. I'll give it a yep. chance. It is my favorite vampire property, so I have to. Uh, in other good, actual good mm. properties, uh, Penny Dreadful, uh, the new season, which takes place in 1920s Mexico, I want to say, um, cast Natalie Dormer and Nathan Lane in it. So two pretty heavy hitters for that series. Um, John Logan, creator of the first Penny Dreadfuls, coming back. He wrote into every single episode of the first of the first series, and uh, I'm sure he's going to have a heavy hand in the second one. Um, I'm excited. I'm just I love that series so much. So bring me on more Penny Dreadful and these actors because they're both great. Yeah. Like you said, it's it's nice to see these <clears throat> these Hollywood names just always coming back to television, no matter how popular they get. Because television is opening up so much, you know, 
especially on premium cable. So it is, and honestly, if I was an actor, it's a continuous paycheck, especially mm. if something goes into syndication, like movies one time. Game of Thrones will be forever. Natalie Dormer will be living off those for until she dies. So, you know what I mean? Why not do TV? Yep. yep. Um, Showtime, uh, its series for Halo picks up a director finally in uh, Otto Bathurst. Um, not as familiar with his properties. It looks like he directed that new uh, Robin Hood movie, which nobody watched. Um. He also did work on Peaky Blinders, which people do love. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say until I see something from that. I'd rather it be uh, Neil Blomkamp or Duncan Jones or something on that. Someone I know who does sci-fi properties, but um, we'll see. Yeah. I <clears throat> a Halo whatever. Sure. They always had really good live action trailers, you know, for the game. So just yeah. turn that into them, you know, and they did have that mini. Remember they had that mini series thing? It was like eight, eight episodes. They were maybe like five minutes a piece or something. That was actually pretty good. There was like Halo Dead Until Dawn. I don't remember <laughs> the name of it. Was. Anyway, it's enough. Until we actually get some more Halo information, that's all you get. Did you say Starship Troopers? I fuck. That's no, that's I, all. I, that's all. I, I wish I care for about. that every day, every single day. My body wishes. For that. <laughs> um. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the Warner streaming service, which is called Warner Media. Um, yeah, Warner Media is announced their first animated series, which will be based around Gremlins. Um, which I'm excited about. Gremlins three has been in development for. 30 years or something like that. And I know recently Chris Columbus wrote a script for Gremlins three. He was the writer of the first Gremlins movie, maybe even Gremlins two. But anywho, um, what do you think of this idea? Gremlins animated series coming to the streaming service. I, I don't know how, what I feel about it, to be honest with you. Um, I, to be honest, I don't know how we, the, premise of gremlins could last over eight to ten episodes i i understand how it could but i always feel like these kind of movie creatures these kind of monsters are always good for a two-hour burst of uh, my time but as an rather, animated series as an anime series it sounds like fun yeah. but i don't know i'd have to know more about what its premise is and how long it's going to be and what the tone of it's going to be you know so um yeah i'd rather see gremlins three yeah, I would too. For sure I would. Um, but, you know, it's... I guess if if it's a real cartoony, kitty thing, I'll probably not care as much. If it's a little bit more adultish, you know, a little bit more in tone with the original Gremlins movies, I'll probably check it out. But Oh, yeah, I'd check it out regardless. Right, I guess. right of course. It's, they're going to have to really, like, the Warner streaming thing is is weird to me. It's a... It's a it's another discussion, but when you have something like DC Universe, what are you going to do? That's a huge chunk of your popular business. The rest of it, I don't know. I think, so actually I do have a little bit of news on this. Okay. Um, the head of uh, Warner Media, um, 
He doesn't have a price point, but they so they own things like Bugs Bunny, Scooby Doo, Lego, The Flash, Lord of the Rings are all owned by Warner. So there's a lot of if anyone's going to be able to compete with Disney and and Netflix, Warner Brothers owns a lot. Um, it's expected to be coming out in the fourth quarter, which is uh, the same thing as as Disney. Um, and they also said that they would be bringing in some DC stuff, which I'm assuming means the CW, I'm assuming, or Gotham. Uh, but I, I think that they're going to completely change their business model over before October uh, or whenever it comes out to match Disney Plus. Because to me, that's the only thing that makes sense, where you get a Warner Media app, you have DC has its own thing, uh, animation has its own thing, and live action has its own thing, just like Disney's doing with uh, you know Marvel and Pixar and Disney and Star Wars. It, to me, that's the only thing that makes sense. Exactly. I mean, you'd have to just kind of absorb DC Universe and not not be able to charge that much more to be competitive for the whole thing. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. We'll see. Because if Disney's coming in at Say seven ninety nine at the same price as DC Universe. What does that make DC Universe worth? Not seven ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, a Warner streaming service could be very, it could be huge. Warner Brothers has so much stuff, and I just when you said Lord of the Rings, it makes me wonder. Like now that Amazon has that, like why did they? Why like that? Those rights must have been sold to Amazon a long time ago before this was even considered. Because why would you do that? Yeah, it's uh, well. They also announced that nothing original is coming out this year. It, you won't see original content coming out until twenty twenty, like including ah. this Gremlins thing. So, Lord of the Rings is a world that is rich to be mined. Yeah. It can exist in many different forms, uh, despite one show being on Amazon. Uh, so, for that, it's okay. You know, they can go off on that. Though you're right, it's stupid. But the other huge 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 property that warner brothers owns is harry potter Mm. and that is where things get crazy so and and that is where things get competitive against a disney and a netflix because everybody in the world can watch harry potter so right and you can have your original harry potter programming oh my gosh yeah so um but let's get off of that because really we probably just need to do a separate podcast it's literally about streaming services and let's move on to disney's streaming service <laughs> um book of enchantments is due out uh it's about the villains uh and it's going to be developed by steve perlman from once upon a time and michael seitzman from quantico what do you think about this idea uh it just kind of like leaked out the last couple of days it was like oh they're doing a villains TV show, and then it got a name. Um, I love Disney villains. I just, I just want to make sure that it's. I, I don't know. I, is it going to be CGI? Is it going to be like live action? It, does it fall into like Once Upon a Timeville? You know, like uh, where I do you assume, go? Right? Because there was isn't that? I mean, like that had a ton of villains. It's not a huge jump for that guy, <laughs> right? So it's just like um, it just sounds like this. They can take that idea, they can run with it, but they can make it a lot more shaped to Disney itself. 
So whatever, we'll see. All this yeah. stuff that it's being announced is it's exciting. I just I would like to see more. So. Um. And then finally, uh, thanks to Entertainment Weekly, we got our first look at Cobra Kai Season 2. Yeah, just a you know, first look at uh, a photo of them and their geese. Um, you know, I got... I ran into a wall because I watched the first two episodes on YouTube, and then after that, you have to pay for it. So I haven't finished it. Uh, you can I try... Or... I don't know if YouTube Reddit, Reddit is still actually a thing, but you can you can just do a trial and watch the whole thing. You're right. Uh, YouTube TV Red is I think Red is gone or I think it's Red dwindling. Dead. Yeah. yeah, Red is dead, man. Uh, Red's dead, Ted. Uh, the yeah. uh, the YouTube um, Premium is what it's called. Yes, now. yeah, because you can get the streaming TV service, all that stuff through it now. So it's yeah. like, um, and there was a. Uh, Right around Super Bowl time, there was a, a free two-week thing where you could. They're like, "Oh, join now! Watch the Super Bowl and and watch your TV too." So, you're right. Maybe I should do that and just bang out those last few episodes because I liked it. I really thought it was. It's amazing. It really is because it's like, who would have thunk that you could take the Karate Kid franchise, bring it back to today, and make it just as good as it was? You know, when it first came out. You know, it's just like I love it. It's just. What is what is always new again and in, in, in thriving in our in our pop culture? So. It's one of the smartest things I've ever seen in my life. I think yeah. it's genius. Uh, let's move on to movie news. Uh, Ray Liotta joins the Many Saints of Newark, which is that prequel to The Sopranos. So from Goodfellas to Sopranos. Again, Ray Liotta's not taking a leap here. Um, but <laughs> I'm excited to see him as, as part of this, uh, this, this movie. If he wasn't going to be a part of this, I would be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, when are they going to announce that? When is Ray Liotta joining this What is this happening? <laughs> this movie. All uh, right. Uh, it's two. Um, yeah. Just yeah. joking. <laughs> in uh, Zombieland casting news, we got Luke Wilson joining the cast, probably as a zombie who dies. <laughs> a la Bill Murray. <laughs> probably. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't, Except uh, it's already been spoiled if it's that. The Bill Murray cameo is awesome. One of the best cameos forever. Yeah. Yep. I cannot pronounce this guy's name, but I'm going to try. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Is it yeah, yeah, Matine. Matine? Yeah, I okay. think so. Well, that was easy. Um, so best known right now as um, Black Manta in the Aquaman movie, he's going to be playing Candyman in the Jordan Peele uh, produced Candyman movie. I don't think he's directing it. But, um, you know, Candyman actually is one of my – I like that franchise. I like that first movie a lot. And I think it's a, you know, it's a film franchise that could be rebooted and modernized and it could be pretty cool. Um, unlike child's play. So I'm excited to see what they do. And he did a really good job as black Manta. So let's make him creepy and bring him on. Agreed. Yeah, let's do it. Chris Hemsworth is set to be playing Hulk Hogan. <laughs> In the biopic uh, that's getting directed by uh, Todd Phillips, who's currently working on uh, the Joker movie. So, Hulkamania is still alive. Yeah, this is Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, I I thought I can't wait to see him do the voice for the first time uh, because he's people are still saying he's not ripped enough. I I do agree with that. 
but <laughs> who else is going to play him uh, who can act and is that big? So who cares? Chris Hemsworth is a good actor. Everybody loves yeah. Hulk Hogan in wrestling, so it's this is, this is like a match made in heaven. That's it. Yeah, I'll, I'll be excited to see what they do with his hair. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to see. That facial hair. That facial hair and just the fact that his hair is like attached to a bandana, I think. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, we got a new trailer for Detective Pikachu. Did you watch it? I'm going to be very honest with everybody. I don't give two shits about Pokemon. I am going to be brutally honest. It was, and it's the same thing I tell my, my, my friend, my friend at work. It's like, he always like brings up Pokemon stuff to me. I'm like, listen, you were born 10 years after me. I didn't, I never bought the cards. I get it. I get it. I spent thousands of dollars on not a thousand dollars. I say on, on card games like that. Everybody does, it. but Pokemon, I don't know. Pokemon go. I don't, I don't, I can't do it, man. I don't, it looks cool. <laughs> It's a cool let, premise. Let me. I can't get did you watch the trailer? I haven't watched any of the trailers. I will tell you right now. I, watch yeah. the trailer because yeah. I am. I am of the same mindset. Totally am. Yeah. But I watched that first trailer, and I was like, "Holy shit! This is an '80s. This is like a fun '80s '90s movie." Okay. And then the second trailer was even better. And like, because here's the thing: I don't care about Pokemon either, but I know them. Like they're they've been around for like twenty five years or something. Like I know them. Yes. So seeing the trailer, I was like, okay, I know a, who Charizard is. I know who Squirtle is. I don't care, but I know them. So it was nice to see that familiarness, and it it, it really did feel feels like an eighties nineties type of movie. And Ryan Reynolds doing the voice makes it even better. Um, I think you should watch the trailer, and then okay. if you don't like it, then you don't like it. But I think you so, might like it. Yeah, it's always something that if it comes on Netflix at some point, I can watch. Yeah, it's a it's just a cute trailer. Hmm. Um, it, it is a cool concept. I'll give it that. Yeah, that was my thing too. It's it's not just like let's train blah blah. blah. I, I don't think I could get into it, but this is just it's a detective movie. I mean, it's funny. weird. Yeah. Uh, Rami Malek coming off his win for uh, his betrayal of Freddie Mercury is now added to the many list of actors to be playing the next James Bond. It's the last thing I heard, Daniel Craig was James Bond. So this was kind of like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, this this is that forever churning rumor mill until we get some official news. So I wish they would just yep. come up with that official news so we don't have to keep talking about this these these dream castings that people are having. Yeah, um, that's it. Ultimately, that's it. Um, I don't did care. You watch it? Did you watch Bohemian Rhapsody? Finally did uh, this weekend, yeah. I have to watch it still. Um, do you think he should have won an Oscar for that movie? I don't know. Um, the only reason I say that is because I would have to watch like interviews with Freddie Mercury and see right. like how he actually was. Uh, uh as the idea of Freddie Mercury in performances, yeah, he most certainly acted like Freddie Mercury. That's all I know of Freddie Mercury, though, mm-hmm. is what he looks like on stage and in videos. Right. Um, I also don't know if, given the other people, if they were better or not. You know what I mean? Like, Leonardo DiCaprio didn't do a movie this year. Tom Hardy didn't do a movie this year. So I don't know what the competition was. 
enough to say uh, he was good or not. Hmm. Interesting. So I like him. The, I, I like him. I just um, I was, oh I was, okay. I was, never mind. Sorry, I'm looking at the list now. Christian Bale should have got that. Right. That's that was my feeling on the whole thing. Um, the way that Christian Bale transforms himself every time for a role, it's like one of the most impressive things ever. Seen. Unrecognizable. So, and he's unre- and I mean, like that portrayal when you watch those trailers for that, that movie, it's extremely creepy because it's like how evil that guy was. So yeah, he just no, portrays that was, it. That was good. That was very good. Yeah, and I guess so, the arguments. I guess the uh, last thing is the arguments with this is comparing him to uh, what's his name playing Elton John, Eckerton. Yeah, um, the fact that I don't think that anybody could really sing Freddie Mercury, but the fact that it still isn't really him singing it. But um, I do want to watch that team up with Elton John. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, would, I watch Bohemian Rhapsody. It's a good. It's a good movie. Yeah, um, I love Queen. So yeah, you'll definitely have all the songs stuck in your head again. It's just, it's fine. Whatever. If he's Bond, he's Bond. I don't care. Just give me a new James Bond at this point. That's all I really care about. Uh, finally, movie news: Hellboy film officially R-rated for gore and bloody violence. I just hope a new trailer comes out soon, and I hope it looks different than the Del Toro movies because the first trailer right now, even if it's rated R, doesn't matter to me uh it needs to, to distinguish itself as as officially mike magnolia's stamp on it because he is the main producer on this movie so i want to see what makes this so different right i you know i like that first trailer enough uh, um and i won't you know but you like you said it, it is it's no different than what we've seen before so why why would you do that so like you said Let's get thing. Let's get in line and and show us why it's different and why you're deserving of this R rating. Because like I would rather see Ron Perlman running around. So yeah. All right. Uh, why don't you take over? I shall. Uh, the gaming news. Uh, World War Z, the zombie apocalypse video game that. Looks pretty crazy. Uh, has finally got a, uh, a release date of April sixteenth. A lot of a lot of these kind of like survival end of the world games coming out this year. Yeah, um, this one has looked good. I've, I've watched some um, footage of it, like uh, actual live gameplay footage of it, and it looks kind of effing crazy. It looks mm-hmm. like, especially if you play with more than one person, I think four people can play at a time. Um, fighting off the zombies. It looks wild. So I'm excited. You know, I think it would be a fun game. Drop it down to like 20 bucks. You and me and Moses pick it up and just kind of play it. I think it would be fun. So Sounds like a plan. Looks like a fun game. Uh, next up, a little board game news. Uh, the fun thing about this is that a lot of these cool video games like Kingdom Hearts, what we're talking about here, or uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, or Dark Souls. They get these cool adaptations uh, into board game. And that's great because I feel uh, that that medium is very alive and well. And I love to see that, that people are still sitting down, reading the rules, and playing a collaborative game, or whatever kind of game together, that, you know, not just stuck in front of your TV. So... I love that these 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 products are popular and that they warrant continued releases. Yeah, 
I think it'll be pretty cool. Um, like you said, Horizon Zero Dawn, huge year. Uh, Conan, you know, like Turtles, like Batman, Arkham, you know, like the board games are actually on the rise. I think on Kickstarter, they've been getting more money than video games and comic books. So, hey, you, you got a board game out there? Now's your time. Yeah, it's genius. It really is. Um, because you you see the way they make these Kickstarters for it. And it just like allows you to continually just keep pledging to get cooler and cooler stuff that you're not going to see in the regular release. Exactly. So. Uh, last up in gaming news, an open world Dune game uh, is coming in 2020, uh, which is cool because we're getting the new movie next year, uh, Thanksgiving time. So look for that to kind of coincide and what's this other new three total games yeah not all open world games no three dune games total um with this open world game probably being the first one and they didn't say the exact release date but they said expect it around the movie release so uh dune the battle for arrakis um was one of my favorite rts's alongside uh, command and conquer and warcraft back in the day Mm. um I love mining for spice. I love fighting those sandworms. So I'm I'm pumped. I want to see what they do with this open world concept. Uh, could go in a lot of different directions. I hope they bring RTS back. That would be my freaking dream scenario. So um, everything that's coming out of Dune just sounds great <laughs> so far. Yeah, I heard it was like a rumor to be a whack-a-mole type game with uh, the spice worm. That's <laughs> That's not real, but I hope not. Uh, yeah, I think an RTS, <laughs> an RTS mobile game would be cool. Yeah, uh, I would just do with the Command and Conquer series. So exactly, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, oh, next up, it's Star Wars. Star Wars uh, Galaxy Edge. Uh, I did just I put down earlier this week that the costumes were revealed, but today uh, we got much more uh, insight into what. All of Galaxy Edge is, uh, is pertaining. And if you really want to read into this, go check out EW uh, Entertainment Weekly. Just Actually, dropped. go to StarWars.com. They yeah, just Star Wars, updated it. Yep, StarWars.com has the, uh, has the, follow, uh, the official announcement. EW, uh, they, had the, they actually went and uh, was able to tour the whole thing. And they did a write-up of each segment. So... Uh, details are everywhere now for Galaxy's Edge. If you guys want to get excited uh, for what's coming this summer, summer, right? Summer or fall? It's coming to summer in mm-hmm. uh, LA and it's mm-hmm. or Anaheim, and it's coming in the fall to uh, Disney World in Orlando. Yes, yes. So get ready. They say that the experience is what they promised and more, and it will change your life if you're a Star Wars fan. Those I, kind of those statements, <laughs> those statements alone. I'm reading all the things that are on StarWars.com right now, and I can't even think about how much. Like literally, I, John Williams even wrote original music for this thing. Like I, I, I'm already looking at all the things. So, just real quick, you can buy, you can create your own lightsaber. You can buy your own custom droid. You can buy your own custom attire. You can, of course, drink blue milk. You can eat a Ronto uh, taco. You can, 
ride the Millennium Falcon. You can meet up with Poe and all these guys. Like, I'm already looking at this, and my money signs just keep coming up because I'm like, <clears throat> I need a good probably five thousand dollars saved. Like, that would be the vacation of all vacations. Yeah, so just just that. Like, this is where I am. Yeah, I think I think that we should actually have a serious conversation about this. To be honest with you. Uh, at some point in your future. So by serious conversation, you mean you and me or like do a whole podcast about it? Well, we should do a whole podcast about it, but we need to, we do need to make plans. So this is, I am just repeatedly shaking my head at all the things I'm reading. Okay. We have to move on. We yes. literally have to move on. Yes. Uh, next up, uh, whether you want to believe this or not, uh, the interwebs is saying that Boba Fett made a cameo in solo. Uh, just because this dude has a similar helmet. But I do want to remind everybody that Bubba Fett got his helmet uh, in a deleted scene from the Clone Wars when he uh, faced off against uh, Cad Bane. So I don't like this idea that uh, people are just stretching to make things happen. I I don't care. We're not getting a Bubba Fett movie. So stop making up your fake little Easter eggs. Yeah, this is uh no. <laughs> Sorry. Just the, yeah, the the design just cuz it looks similar has similar color scheme. I'm sorry, but there are more Mandalorians out there. There are also more armor sets out there. Uh so just cuz it has the color and whatever, whatever. Moving that's an on. Easter egg. That's a that's a wink and a nod that all, either Lord and Miller and if you watch into the Spider-Verse, where they say that there's literal over a hundred Easter eggs in that film that they put in for Spider-Man fans. That's probably Lord and Miller was like, let's just, just, just a little nod, just a little, hey guys, if you're a Star Wars fan, you'll recognize this character, but it's not this character because we can't do it because he's probably in a fucking uh, Sarlacc right now. So th- th- this is dumb. This is just dumb. It's super dumb because even if it is an Easter egg, it's done so poorly. <laughs> I don't even believe it. No, it's so. whatever. Uh, Topher Grace loves Star Wars always. So okay, so he made a he made a supercut of all the films so far uh, into one. I haven't even watched it yet, so I need to make time for that. Watch it, cry, move on. That's, that's it. It's good. It's very well done. Uh, it's only five minutes. I thought it was eleven or for some reason, but it's five minutes. Okay. Um, it you know it gives you every feel. It's uh, it's it's made very well. Um, that's it. And, you know, it's just a great thing for Star Wars fans. Cool. Makes you hey. remember why you love them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That. Uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. Um. Yeah. What time is it? Pursuit of plastic time. All right, Pursuit of Plastic toy fans out there, uh, get ready if you live in the L.A. area because Funko is going to open a giant toy store in L.A. So that's, that's, that's impressive. It doesn't surprise me. Uh, when I went to L.A., it's very much like Times Square. Um, 
it's not as good as Times Square, but it's very much like Times Square. It'll make a ton of money. It makes sense. They should do one in Times Square. <laughs> I, uh, I always say that kind of stuff until I remember that Toys R Us moved out of Times Square because it's so expensive. So it's like, the idea here is Funko does make a lot of money. But how much money will they make out of a brick and mortar store selling their own product? That's Their product is everywhere. Everywhere. Right. So maybe they just say, hey, it doesn't matter. We are, we're rich. So let's just do this. Let's, let's take the next step. There's no right. Toys R Us anymore. Right. There's no competition. <laughs> so what if they were able to like kind of say, hey, and then start carrying other products and then become right. like the new toy store? Who knows? So yeah, well, that's let's, true. let's see what happens. But the word giant toy store, it kind of blows my mind. Like, what does that even mean? So... Well, I see. Think giant toy store. That's that's the Times Square, old Toys R Us, where it's like three, four levels and Ferris wheel inside and crazy stuff. It's like you're just like in Magic Land almost. So, whatever. Why? This is true. So we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Six hours for me. I have to check it out. I might venture to LA eventually. Uh, next up, Mesco dropped their pre-order for Captain Marvel this week. Uh, so. Get your uh, get your Carol Danvers figure if you like that look because it looks like bitch resting face to me. <laughs> yep, <laughs> she's she's very uh, not amused with what's going on in her uh, in her galaxy. But I've seen this across all the lines. It's like uh, it's like that comment I made about the sideshow one where it's like petting the cat, but her face is like <laughs> so serious. Yeah, I don't I don't like it so. Yeah. I don't think it looks like Brie Larson that much. Um, so it's all right. It's just, yeah, I don't need it. No, I don't need it. Uh, next up, Boss Fight Studio uh, have previewed their Sam and Max figures. They look great. Yeah, I threw that in there. Sam and Max, uh, old school Lucas Arts uh, characters, right? I think it's Lucas Arts. Yeah, it's Lucas Arts. Yeah. yeah so. Um, you know, they haven't been in the zeitgeist in 20 years. You know, I remember they did come out with one probably 20 years ago, a new game, like a rebooted game. Um, you know, it was like Sam and Max, what was it, Night of the Octopus Reloaded or something, you know? So, I don't know. It was just kind of neat. Like, if you're an old school LucasArts fan like we are, uh, you know, these play on your nostalgia. Kind of kind of cool. I'm trying to remember... If there was a remaster of Hit the Road, um, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, right. But Daily, Daily Technical is a different game. That's also Lucas Arts, uh, okay. which was remastered uh, a few years ago. So we that was actually on PlayStation Plus. So we okay, you should own that because um, I have it. Uh, this I'm trying to look and see if there was a remaster, but. I think so. I know it was... Um... There's a Telltale one, no? I don't know, man. Well, whatever. You guys, check it out. <laughs> Let us know. But, you know, it's that old school point and click, uh, you know, and like type of gaming, which, you know, I always was a big fan of. So... From, what I'm, reading, from what I'm reading here, there is a Telltale version. Okay, Sam and Max Save the World it was a Telltale game in 2006. There we go. Wow. And then Sam and Max 
up until 2010. Sam and Max, The Devil's Playhouse, uh, which is a Telltale game in 2010. So looks like Telltale was keeping these guys alive uh, until now, almost 10 years ago. Yep. Exactly. Now with the Telltale is gone, right? It's dead. Dead, they're, dead. Yeah, they're putting dead, up the final dead. Walking Dead game, and I think that's it for them. Um, yep. But this, Sam and Max have a cult following, uh, so people are pretty excited about these figures. They look cool. It's a great time for any kind of uh, these figures to get released, because the, the technology makes figures these days is just outstanding. Outstanding. That's it, man. Uh, and with this next subject, uh, it's the same thing. So these uh, Incendium Online, uh, I saw the tease for these Bill and Ted action figures. Uh, they are very much in the style of the old ones, which I actually remember buying and owning back in the day. I believe they were uh, Toy Biz because now the packaging for these new ones actually have like this faux Toy Biz stamp on it. Um, and I forgot what it says, to be honest with you. But it's, it's cool because they, they're taking that retro packaging. They're making the figures look very realistic and, and up, of course, updated to today's standards. Uh, but it's a little, uh, little throwback there. Yeah, Wild Stallions are right again <laughs> in these figures. They're pretty cool looking. I like the packaging. Um, I, don't, I couldn't see if there was any articulation. Um, that was my only thing was that are they just five points or, or what? But other than that, you know, pretty cool. I think what they showed off is they're not figures. They're just the computer design, right? On there. Maybe that's sorry. Maybe that's right. Yeah. Maybe I think right it's there. like a, like a mold or a computer design. Right. Thing. So okay. I imagine they don't look like, like, Bipolar or anything like that. They look like action figures. So I imagine there'd be at least 10 points like what McFarlane was doing. Right. So at least. At least. Wait, or NECA. McFarlane was doing like um oh, you're just, like, sorry, just yeah, McFarlane. I'm just combined. Yeah. I'm just comp- yep, yep. comparing this. Yeah, NECA did that gotcha. that team up with uh, Factor Entertainment. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um those are all cloth figures, yeah. Those are cool. Scream Factory. Yeah. yeah, it came with that Rufus action yep. figure. Uh, and finally today, I saw these two. I was happy that you put these on. Um, if you like your 118th scale figures, uh, which are like G.I. Joe, 4-inch, that range, um, Extreme Sets is putting together some great dioramas at a great price. These, are, these look cool. Uh, they're easy to build. And like I said, um, they're not going to break your wallet. No, yeah, they're they're around forty bucks um, at the high end, actually. Eh, some of them, sorry, there's a couple that go up to sixty. But like like Chris said, GI Joe, uh, your mini mates, um, real good for mini mates. I think um, you're getting some pretty cool like space docks, a library, uh, outside building, inside alleyways. Like there's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's really good for toy photography. And, um, I mean, I feel bad for some of the people who make custom dioramas because this literally just took their market away from them 
a little bit, a little bit. They can kind of, you know, you can do some custom things in their end, but it, um, I, I'm happy. I, I personally want to get a few <laughs> to up my toy photography game. Um, pretty, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's it's funny. I was I got excited at first because I when I saw them, I didn't realize they were one eighteenth. Uh, yeah, you were thinking one six, right? I did. I was like, <laughs> or no, no, like uh, like one twelve, like you know, like we, we put them with our six inch figures. But yeah, it, yeah, sorry, one, yeah. But that price point was just like I don't I don't believe it, and then I looked into it, and I don't you know I don't have a lot of figures of that that size anymore uh, outside of maybe some like my Star Wars vintage. And other things, so it it'd be. Uh, I think there's still a, until these guys move up into that 112 market, which they probably will oh, eventually. They, ha- they have to. Like yeah. I'm looking at the space docking bay. I mean, it looks like a scene out of Alien. I mean, it really looks top notch. Yeah, we need to see more stuff like this. Uh, I know that NECA was getting into that game a little bit, uh, yeah, a little bit here and there. So I, I would love to see companies make more of these. I know that people make money off customs that won't ever go away. No. Uh, but it should be a little more feasible when it comes to 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 the normal average Joe or Jane wants to go out and buy a buy a diorama to play with their toys, you know. So forty bucks is you know, forty, sixty bucks, those look pretty big too. So that's good. There you go. So where can you find us? We are at don't forget a towel.com, uh, your weekly source for daily source, actually, if you want to come every day and visit us. But uh, news, reviews, interviews, and more. Also on the social medias at Facebook, uh, Instagram, and the Twitterverse. That's right. And, um, you know, you guys go out there, read some comics, learn about some of this stuff. And uh, thank you for listening. This is Casey saying goodbye. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.
toy fans out there, uh, get ready if you live in the LA area because Funko is going to open a giant toy store in LA. So that's 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 impressive. It doesn't surprise me. Uh, when I went to LA, it's very much like Times Square. Um, it's not as good as Times Square, but it's very much like Times Square. It'll make a ton of money. It makes sense. They should do one in Times Square. <laughs> I, uh, I always say that kind of stuff until I remember that Toys R Us moved out of Times Square because it's so expensive. So it's like, the idea here is Funko does make a lot of money. But how much money will they make out of a brick and mortar store selling their own product? That's Their product is everywhere. Everywhere. Right. So maybe they just say, hey, doesn't matter. We are, we're rich. So let's just do this. Let's, let's take the next step. There's no right. Toys R Us anymore. Right. There's no competition. <laughs> so what if they were able to like kind of say, hey, and then start carrying other products and then become right. like the new toy store? Who knows? So yeah, well, that's, that's let's see what happens. But the word giant toy store, it kind of blows my mind. Like, what does that even mean? So... Well, I see the giant toy store. That's that's the Times Square, old Toys R Us, where it's like three, four levels and Ferris wheel inside and crazy stuff. It's like you're just like in Magic Land almost. So, whatever. You are. This is true. So we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. yeah, six hours for me. I have to check it out. I might venture to LA eventually. Uh, next up, Mesco dropped their pre-order for Captain Marvel this week. Uh, so. Get your uh, get your Carol Danvers figure if you like that look because it looks like bitch resting face to me. <laughs> yep, <laughs> she's she's very uh, not amused with what's going on in her uh, in her galaxy. But I've seen this across all the lines. It's like uh, it's like that comment I made about the sideshow one where it's like petting the cat, but her face is like <laughs> so serious. Yeah, I don't I don't like it so. Yeah. I don't think it looks like Brie Larson that much. Um, so it's all right. It's just, yeah, I don't need it. No, I don't need it. Uh, next up, Boss Fight Studio uh, have previewed their Sam and Max figures. They look great. Yeah, I threw that in there. Sam and Max, uh, old school Lucas Arts uh, characters, right? I think it's Lucas Arts. Yeah, it's Lucas Arts. Yeah. yeah so. Um, you know, they haven't been in the zeitgeist in 20 years. You know, I remember they did come out with one probably 20 years ago, a new game, like a rebooted game. Um, you know, it was like Sam and Max, what was it, Night of the Octopus Reloaded or something, you know? So, I don't know. It was just kind of neat. Like, if you're an old school LucasArts fan like we are, uh, you know, these play on your nostalgia. Kind of kind of cool. I'm trying to remember... If there was a remaster of Hit the Road, um, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, right. The Day of, Day of the Technical is a different game. That's also Lucas Arts, um, okay. which was remastered uh, a few years ago. So we that was actually on PlayStation Plus. So we okay, you should own that because um, I have it. Uh, this I'm trying to look and see if there was a remaster, but. I think so. I know it was... Um, There's a Telltale one, no? I don't know, man. Well, whatever. You guys check it out <laughs> and let us know. But, you know, it's that old school point and click, uh, you know, and 
like type of gaming, which you know I always was a big fan of. So, from what I'm reading, from what I'm reading here, there is a Telltale version. Okay, Sam and Max save the world. It was a Telltale game in 2006. There we go. Wow. And then Sam and Max, up until 2010, Sam and Max, The Devil's Playhouse, uh, which is a Telltale game in 2010. So looks like Telltale was keeping these guys alive uh, until now, almost 10 years ago. Yep. Exactly. Now with the Telltale is gone, right? It's dead. Dead, they're, dead. Yeah, they're putting dead, up the final dead. Walking Dead game and I think that's it for them um, yep. but this Sam and Max have a cult following uh, so people are pretty excited about these figures they look cool it's a great time for any kind of uh, these figures to get released because the the technology makes figures these days is just outstanding outstanding that's it man uh, and with this next subject uh, it's the same thing so these uh, Incendium Online uh I saw the tease for these Bill and Ted action figures. Uh, they are very much in the style of the old ones, which I actually remember buying and owning back in the day. I believe they were uh, Toy Biz because now the packaging for these new ones actually have like this faux Toy Biz stamp on it. Um, and I forgot what it says, to be honest with you. But it's it's cool because they, they're taking that retro packaging they're making the figures look very realistic and, and up, of course, updated to today's standards. Uh, but it's a little uh, little throwback there. Yeah, Wild Stallions are uh, right again <laughs> in these figures. They're pretty cool looking. I like the packaging. Um, I don't. I couldn't see if there was any articulation. Um, that was my only thing. Is that are they just five points or or what? But other than that, you know, pretty cool. I think what they showed off is they're not figures. They're just the computer design, right? On there. Maybe that's sorry. Maybe that's right. Yeah. Maybe I think right it's like that. a, like a mold or a computer design. Right. Figure. So okay. I imagine they don't look like, like five pole or anything like that. They look like action figures. So I imagine there'd be at least 10 points like what McFarlane was doing. Right. So at least, at least. Wait, or NECA? McFarlane was doing like. Um, oh, you're just like, sorry. Just yeah, McFarlane. I'm just comp- yeah. I'm just comp- yep, yep. comparing this. Up. Yeah, NECA did that. Gotcha. That team up with uh, Factor Entertainment. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are all cloth figures. Yeah, those are cool. Scream Factory. Yeah. Shop Factory. Yeah, it came with that Rufus action yep. figure. Uh, and finally, today I saw these two. I was happy that you put these on. Um, if you like your 118th scale figures, uh, which are like G.I. Joe, for inch, that range, um, Extreme Sets is putting together some great dioramas at a great price. These are these look cool. Uh, they're easy to build. And like I said, um, they're not going to break your wallet. No, yeah, they're, they're around 40 bucks um, at the high end, actually. Eh, some of them, sorry, there's a couple that go up to 60, but like, like Chris said, G.I. Joe, uh, your mini mates, mm. um, real good for mini mates, I think. Um, you're getting some pretty cool like space docks, 
a library, uh, outside building, inside alleyways. Like there's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's really good for toy photography. And, um, I mean, I feel bad for some of the people who make custom dioramas because this literally just took their market away from them a little bit, a little bit. They can kind of, you know, you can do some custom things in their end, but it, um, I'm happy. I, I personally want to get a few (laughs) to up my toy photography game. Um, pretty, pretty cool stuff. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I was, I got excited at first because I, when I saw them, I didn't realize they were 118th, uh, yeah, you were thinking one six, right? I did. I was like, (laughs) or no, no, like, uh, like one twelve. like, you know, like we we put them with our six inch figures, but yeah. Yeah. Sorry. One. Yeah. But that price point was just like I don't I don't believe it, and then I looked into it, and I don't you know I don't have a lot of figures of that that size anymore uh, outside of maybe some like my Star Wars vintage and other things. So it it'd be uh, I think there's still a, until these guys move up into that one twelve market, which they probably will oh, eventually. They ha- they have to like I'm looking at the space docking bay. I mean, it looks like a scene out of Alien. I mean, it really looks top-notch yeah we need to see more stuff like this uh i know that NECA was getting into that game a little bit uh yeah a little bit here and there so i I would love to see companies make more of these i know that people make money off customs that won't ever go away no Uh, but it should be a little more feasible when it comes to 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 the normal average joe or jay wants to go out and buy a buy a diorama to play with their toys you know so 40 bucks is you know 40 60 bucks those look pretty big too so that's good there you go so where can you find us we are at don't forget the towel.com uh your weekly source for daily source actually if you want to come every day and visit us but uh news reviews interviews and more also on the social medias at facebook uh instagram and the twitterverse that's right and um you know, you guys go out there, read some comics, learn about some of this stuff, and uh, thank you for listening. This is Casey saying goodbye. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time. <laughs>